welcome to the Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode. Today is a solo podcast with your girl. We're doing this um, every fourth episode, I'll do a solo episode. So I think this will be a really great chance for us to check in with the energy of the month and the season as we navigate these different seasons and energies together. If you're listening on this Wednesday morning, Mercury just went direct. So we're out of that month long Mercury retrograde. So things should start to feel like they're working out a little more easily. Communication might be feeling better. And yeah, I think it's an interesting place to begin the month of October. I always find it really interesting to draw parallels between the shifts that are going on in our day-to-day life and and on a bigger level, of course, too, and, and tying that in with what's going on astrologically and what's going on with our season shifts. So personally, for me, I just moved into my first place like that is completely my own, which is so funny to think about because... I mean, I think I've lived kind of alone in the past, but never like this. Um, And furthermore, I've moved at least every two years. Like when I was living in New York City, I literally moved every single year on the dot. Like I would never even be signing leases. It was just always packing up and going. I never had a lot of like stuff or furniture ever because I wanted to be really fluid Um, I always lived with either boyfriends or friends or the only time that I really lived alone, I was Airbnb being the other spot in Soho, the other room. So there were a lot of strangers coming in. Um, So this is just a really interesting situation that I find myself in to wake up to this this space completely alone in the morning. Um, it, It really, I've talked about this as it relates to solo travel. It really gives you a closer understanding and a new lens to look at your life with because I just feel like my habits are under a microscope right now. Like I have everything in this space that is a direct reflection of me. So my physical surroundings are reflecting like my taste and my desires and uh, what I find beautiful. And in all of my other places, it's always been like a mix of everybody's ideas. So this is just really interesting. And I'm hoping that this ends up being kind of like a Vipassana retreat for me. I have been craving this solitude for such a long time, Um, mostly so that I can focus on building out my purpose and living my purpose more truly and having that focus and also figuring out where there are still I guess like gaps in my aura, that's a weird way to say that maybe, but where I still have room to grow, honestly, that's what I mean by that, where I have space to expand, fortify, strengthen, and and move forward really confidently. Um, And I think when you're alone with your thoughts and your emotions, and you have this expansive space to just be and exist without anybody asking you for anything or knocking on your door, it really allows you to take a deeper look at what's going on in your psyche on a much more realistic level. And um, yeah, I have been noticing that I'm a little bit paranoid this week because I'm in this like empty home and I'm like, what's going on? So I'm noticing, okay, there's a little fear. There's some root chakra balancing that can go on. So um, I've been managing that these past few days. I'm feeling a lot better today. And I know it's only going up from here. I noticed that my eating and drinking habits are different. 
I've noticed that um, I'm more drawn to play music again because I'm not, you know, thinking about if anybody else is listening in and I can just express. So I invite you to just look at your own life too and, and maybe create this space of intentional solitude even, especially as we go into these cooler months and these months that really represent solitude and hibernation. Just taking a closer look at your habits, your daily routines, your rituals, taking note of how other people might influence that and what your authentic code really is, what you really desire, what would make your home feel more like a sanctuary and more true to you. Um, you know, taking a look at your habits, um, you know, on every level, that's a great opportunity to do that regardless of whether you live alone or not. So that's just something that's personal to me right now that might relate to what you're going through as well. We also have the full moon in Aries on Sunday the 9th, which I'm so excited about because I'm leading my first full moon circle on that on that day. So I would love to see you there. I'll leave the link in the description below. But anyways, what I was saying about that was that the full moon is going to be in Aries, which really represents courage, boldness, strength, bravery, you know, moving forward with this this courage in getting out of your comfort zone and facing your fears. And I've got to tell you, you know, I've never done a workshop completely on my own. It's always been supported by one of the meditation studios I teach with or somebody else kind of like holding my hand. And I'll tell you, this is really uncomfortable and scary for me. Like my thoughts are like, what if the Zoom call doesn't work? Or like, what if something happens? Or what if nobody shows up? You know, all these fears that um, I'm really getting a chance to peel back and say, okay, well, what is that rooted in? And I found myself the other night not being able to sleep because I was, I was feeling anxious about this. And I was like, okay, Helen, let's use the tools that I teach, <laughs> you know? So I just got out of bed. I put on my robe and my slippers. I just started pacing and I started to talk it out out loud. I was like, well, what am I so afraid of? Okay. So I'm afraid that the zoom isn't going to work for some reason because I'm in a new place with new Wi-Fi. Okay. Well, let's test it. Let's test it. So I tested it with my phone and I, you know, I practiced adding people in. What else am I scared of? Um, I'm scared that I'm going to say something silly or that I am like not qualified to be teaching this. Well, that's not true. I know that that's not true. That's an old paradigm because my clients love working with me and we've seen such transformation in them as individuals. So bringing that to a larger group would be wonderful. Next thing that came up. Well, what if, what if, um, you know, people don't like me as a teacher or whatever, another, you know, another self-limiting belief. Well, it's not about me. This is about community. This is about creating a circle and a space for people to come together and a place for sisterhood to to be in action. And all of the, the parts of workshops that I love are really about like feeling seen and heard and having discussions in the chat box and just sharing what we're all going through. And I know that when I'm really present and I'm here and I'm channeling um, in, in my own authentic way and I'm just letting my knowledge flow through um, in a way, and the, you know, the flow state that I think all of us can understand and have felt before, then I can, I can really do my best. So that is to say, when you're feeling scared of doing something, what really helped me in that moment was to literally talk it out, figure out what each of the pain points was, and then disprove you know, the negative beliefs and the theories. Um, and what's that saying? I'm trying to remember. It's like worrying is praying for what you don't want. <laughs> so I, I try to remember that, you know, that um, worrying is praying for what you don't want. 
something I'll say on this note too, I think is important to note, uh, especially if you are starting your spiritual journey and you're starting to pay really close attention to your thoughts. I think it's important to say that we do not manifest from our thoughts. We manifest from our deepest beliefs. One thing that I was really scared of when I was starting this journey, um, you know, and studying the law of attraction and law of action and everything was like, oh my God, if I have a negative thought, is that going to come true? Oh my God. And it really instilled the sense of paranoia for a little while until I started to befriend those thoughts and just get curious about those thoughts and realize that those thoughts were just invitations to be more compassionate, take a closer look. It was nothing to fear and actually something to be embraced. So if you're beginning this journey and you're worried that like your thoughts are just being destructive and then you're in this like spiral in this loop, um, you know, just I would invite you to just soften there and start to get curious about those thoughts. Notice what the better feeling would be, but not beat yourself up, you know, when those thoughts do come up. Just say, hey, I see you. What's going on? What's at the root of this? And is it true? You know, always questioning if those self-limiting beliefs are true, because as you get down to the core of it, you'll realize that oftentimes they are not true almost all the time. So just noticing that and also recognizing that it's also an invitation for growth each time. Each time we have a thought that, that feels uncomfortable come up, it's showing us where we have room to grow and where we can lean into our expansion. So that's really the theme of Aries that we're working with and that we're going to navigate together in this full moon circle as well is building courage, getting out of our comfort zone and really opening up a discussion about that. And um, I'm really excited for that. I'm looking forward to it. I think we really need community and I know I'm talking about solitude and how healing that can be and how insightful that can be and at the same time the yin to the yang right we need sisterhood we need our girls um, especially right now as we're going through these evolutionary shifts in this age of Aquarius where feminism and you know this this queendom is is really coming in and expanding um, we're seeing this across the globe right now, too. Our sisters in Iran are, are really examples of this, of this shedding of the patriarchy and the rise of the divine feminine. So as we also think about the divine feminine and as we come together in this sisterhood, um, really noticing where you can lean more into your feminine energy, where you can soften more. For me, that has looked like cooking more nourishing meals, showing myself that I can take care of myself and that I can create something that is so delicious from the earth and so nourishing. Um, you know, Mother Earth is also a very feminine entity and energy, a cosmic body, a life giver. So eating and preparing nourishing foods has been very healing. Um, also just stretching before bed, honestly, it, like nothing crazy. Not, you don't need to do a proper yoga class, nothing like that. Just like bring out your mat and just stretch, like do a little cat cow, loosen up those hips. Women carry so much tension um, in their hips. Um, there's a lot of stagnant energy there. So stretching, moving out the hips, moving out the back. I'm giving myself a little stretch right now. And in the same vein, dancing, uh, shaking our hips literally just opens up that root chakra, really helps us there. What else has been helping my feminine energy? Singing, just turning on some great music and singing having a really wonderful mood lighting in the home. So lots of candles, eating by, by candlelight and taking baths, um, having beautiful essential oils around so that things smell really nice, um, taking gentle walks. I'm not doing any kind of like hit exercises anymore. I really like strength training and like lifting weights. 
Um, but that's what's helping me to get more into my feminine energy. And yeah, I think there's a lot to explore there around the, the masculine archetypes and the feminine archetypes. I feel like I've been doing a lot of work with the masculine and that's actually what I'm helping a lot of my clients with is how to create structure and systems to allow your manifestations to come in. Um, that's what I'm seeing with a lot of my clients right now is structure. Um, but now what I'm moving into in my personal life is the feminine and really opening to that and also like opening up to, to more romance in life and more beauty and more like fun and play. So I'm seeking that out more intentionally here. Okay, today's episode is certainly like a stream of consciousness. I had a list of things that I was like, oh, we can touch on each of these, but this is also like feminine flow. You know, there are some episodes where I'm like, okay, here's like five tips for blank, boom, boom, boom. Today I was like, let's just, let's just vibe and flow. You know what I mean? Okay, well, as always, I do have my oracle cards next to me. I've just got a couple decks. So Let's get a little temperature check on the month of October here and see what is coming through for us. These are always good conversation starters too. So we'll see what comes through from the work your light deck. Sorry if you're hearing noise in the background. All of a sudden I'm in a city. <laughs> oh, look at this. Okay, share your voice. Come out of the cave. Expression. This is all about opening up your root chakra. Okay, I just saw something yesterday on TikTok about finding your natural voice, which I've actually heard before, and I really want to share it with you. So when someone has a really pleasing voice, it's usually because they have found their authentic voice in a, a literal and physical way. And you can do this by taking a deep breath into your belly, like to the root of your belly, all the way down into your abdomen. So it, like the breath hits your pelvis. Ah, and on the exhale, let it out, just a really natural exhale as you let out that breath. And that tone that you find your sigh is leaving on is your natural voice. So that is really helpful for moving into our authenticity more and more as well. And also remembering and really knowing and moving into this knowing that we need your voice. Not only is your voice worthy of being heard and shared, not only are you worthy and deserving of being seen, like we need you. It's, it's our responsibility to share our gifts and our thoughts and our feelings and our experiences. We are not in this journey alone, okay? Like we're just not. And it's not just the gurus and the leaders and the mentors out here that are paving the way. It's every single one of us that has a part to play. Every comment that you leave, every like that you leave, everything that you share on your stories, everything that you say to your friends, every time you, you tell a family member or a friend, I love you, every time you actively listen, um, every time you know you talk about a new movie that you've watched or a book that you're reading or a song that you're enjoying, you are contributing to the healing of our planet and our collective. And we need you. We need your, your beauty and your expression. And you know, it doesn't have to be this public facing thing. You know, I think that often gets in the way of people sharing their voice, feeling like it has to be seen by so many people. This is just a, a call to action for you to know that in whatever way you are, are dropping your wisdom and your beauty, it's so needed right now. Uh, especially if you're here in this community, listening to this podcast, you know, like this is a group of us we're doing the work, you know, we are, we're explorers, we're doing that inner work. And we need more people 
being inquisitive like that and getting to know the know themselves more deeply like that so this card is really just an encouragement to come out of your shell let yourself be seen and and doing so without judgment and knowing that we're always going to grow so wherever you start out you know it's going to shift and evolve and don't let that perfectionism get in the way of you speaking up and starting to express yourself because you never know who might need to hear that even if it's just one person that was like whoa I really needed to know that somebody else was going through this you know it's really important that we that we continue to share and um, come out of the shadows okay one more card from this deck let's see if we get anything else that's important here <laughs> star mother how can you mother it yourself yeah this is like divine Mary activation coming through in this card just like we talked about leaning into the divine feminine um, in this image in this card this woman is holding herself like giving herself a hug and that can be really helpful to do just like wrapping your arms around yourself and comforting yourself whenever you're feeling out of sorts whenever you're stressed just touching yourself giving yourself a hug saying it's gonna be okay remembering to meet yourself as a child in those times of doubt and uncertainty um, how would you approach yourself as a child you know holding them telling them it's going to be okay do they need a glass of water do they need you know to take a shower do they need to go on a walk do they need to pet an animal <laughs> you know so so mothering yourself really actively right now mm -hmm. okay let's see what comes through in our other deck here and then we'll move on healer of the ages oh jesus energy coming through here really strong it was like mother of jesus just came through and jesus energy coming in now i mean jesus when I, I i used to kind of get triggered by the idea of jesus because it usually has so much religious connotation associated with his name but i'm fascinated by jesus as an ascended master and it's been really interesting to just research like the actual life of Jesus, there's some really great YouTube videos out there where you can just look up what his life was like. Um, I just read a fantastic book. What, it, what was it called? I just paused to look it up. It's called The Book of Longings by Sue Monk Kidd. It is a fiction um, and it's about the life of Jesus and his wife. Um, it's a really beautiful book and I think that there's just so much to learn from his life, even as a, a figure and almost a metaphorical figure in many ways, but also as a political figure that was, you know, taking down the Roman Empire. He was a rebel. He was a really interesting character and so in touch with his, you know, divinity and also his persistence. So I think we can all activate that that Yeshua essence within us and, and start to get to know that more intimately. So that is an interesting call forward. I love that. Yeah, getting to know all of our ascended masters. I, I have a deck from the Kuan Yin Oracle, which is really interesting too. Kuan Yin is a divine feminine ascended master from you know ancient Chinese wisdom that you could start to look up as well if you're interested in knowing more about this. Okay. Then we got the thinking woman from this deck. This is definitely more of like a strategy card. This is really about putting systems in place, making lists, planning out your, your month ahead, whatever you need to do to, to feel at ease with what's coming. 
it's taken me a while to get to this point, but um, I finally came to a realization a few years ago that procrastination was causing me so much suffering. It was not making me feel better to put off work or a project until later. So at this point in my life now, if I'm thinking about it, I just do it. I just do it. I do the five second rule that Mel Robbins talks about. I just count to five and I get it done. I love making lists. I know we're all different in how we are productive. This is where human design can be really helpful to understand as well. But I write it down and I check it off and I and I even set myself timers, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to batch create content right now for my podcast page or something. I'm going to set my timer for 20 minutes and I'm going to get as much done in 20 minutes as I can. And that really simple strategy is just known as time blocking. So literally just set your timer 20 minutes. How much can you get done in 20 minutes? You will be shocked at how much you can get in 20 minutes with like straight up focus. Um, if I'm really on it one day, like if I'm feeling especially productive in a moment, I will t really take advantage of that energy and be like, okay, what is coming up this month in general? How can I just like bang out as much as possible, put on some great music and, and just go for it. And this also leads into a conversation about creating an environment that really serves you. So I have a playlist that I always listen to when I need to get work done. I love to listen to the Ocean's Eleven soundtrack. It's just like instrumental, upbeat music. It like really gets my brain into like go, go, go phase. Um, and it just feels so good. I start to have a lot of fun. I like candles. I make sure that everything in my space is clean so that I'm not distracted and I'm not wanting to like clean something. Um, I have a little coffee next to me. And a lot of the time I love to go to coffee shops to work because the smell of coffee, the chatter around, like that stimulates my brain as well to, to get into motion. And I think just having the mindset that your work can be really fun, especially when it's work that is tied to your purpose and you're growing and you're building, um, it can be really fun, you know? And then with this kind of mentality, you can carve out a life for yourself that is structured in a way that really serves you. So with my time batching strategies, I've now just created three-day weekends, four-day weekends even for myself, where I just have a lot of space in the week to, to just have openness and spaciousness. So that's where the masculine feminine comes in there. Like a few days a week where I'm really hyper-masculine, I'm focused, I'm really getting a lot of work done and I'm strategizing, I'm making my lists, I'm executing. And then I've got a lot of spaciousness in the other few days. So I wake up and I'm like, what do I want to do today? Maybe I do want to work on my website. Maybe I do want to create Instagram content. Maybe I'm writing poetry. Maybe I'm decorating. Maybe I'm painting. Maybe I'm playing music. So, you know, creating a lifestyle where you can have both coexisting in a way that feels really authentic and good for you. And Another thing that I've just, you know, come to realize about running my own business, which I think a lot of us listening probably are, or maybe we want to, is honoring your own personal boundaries. So actually creating a sense of scarcity as well can be really helpful. You know, knowing that people will meet you where you are, and if they can't, there will always be a way to meet in the middle, you know, and make it work for both of you. But setting your life up like you want in the structure that feels really good to you, that has spaciousness for you, and really just realizing that freedom is in the structure. As ironic as that might sound, I have felt that so deeply over the last few years of as, as I've built out more structure, I've had so much more freedom. You know, things aren't willy nilly like all over the place. Like I feel like I have such a sense of control um, 
that also allows me a lot of freedom. <laughs> so I hope that makes sense. One more final thing I'll say on this note is that when we are really specific with what we want from the universe, we create these doors, these portals, and these openings for our manifestations to come through. I like to think of it like water, water moving through and all of our self-limiting beliefs or our confusion or our fuzziness. It's like rocks that the water moves around and can't move through. So our work can be to start to dissolve those rocks into sand so that the water can flow around and through and bring us our desires and nourish us. But we've got to get specific with what we actually want, because when we tell the universe, I don't know, just give me whatever the universe gives you, whatever. So getting really specific, like what exactly do you want? What do you want your day to look like exactly? Um, how much money do you actually want to make? Like clarifying a number. Um, what kind of space do you want to be living in and inhabiting? Getting really specific on the design and the feel of that space. Are you calling in a partner? Making a list, like getting really specific about your desires that you're calling in. And that's where rituals can be really helpful. Um, if you heard my last solo episode, I gave you a honey ritual at the end. And you can go back and listen to the end of that episode. Um, but the, the beauty of a ritual is that when you're sitting down and doing a ritual and you're speaking to the universe and you are making these offerings, you are sending up a beam that's like, I know exactly what I want and you're opening the door wide up. And I mean, we just create magic when we come from that space. It's a space of faith. It's a space of trust. It's a space of confidence and knowing who you are and what you want. So I guess that is my my final note on the energy of this month as we especially shift into this new vibe in general as we're all up leveling together um, as we do every change in season. Just I think what we went through today was facing your fear, getting really comfortable with the fear and, and helping yourself move through that fear by talking it out, talking to yourself, getting to the root of the discomfort and starting to move it around and then getting really specific on what you're calling in and having those structures in place. That's really what came through today. Okay, and I almost forgot, we're gonna do a Q&A segment. Every solo episode, I'll take three questions that come in from Instagram to answer for you guys. Um, so these are the few that came in for this one. First question, what has your meditation journey been like? Okay, to give you kind of a brief synopsis here, um, I grew up in a very, you know, emotionally mindful present home. So I think this emotional intelligence was championed in my house from a young age, but it really wasn't until I was probably 22, 23 that I really started to actually meditate, study meditation, and start to observe the changes that were happening as I did so. I started to read some of, you know, books by our greatest thinkers and started to get really curious about how we could change our, our patterning and how we could really change our belief systems and thus our lives. And um, it was really when I, I took a solo trip to Thailand for a month, which I know I've talked about, and I was spending a lot of time at monasteries and I was, I was on a solo trip. So I was really challenged to go inward and start to observe my own patterns for the first time in that way on a, on a big scale. And I came back from that trip knowing that I wanted to be working in the in the holistic healing world. So I sought out a job and my first like job in meditation was working as a facilitator with Inscape Meditation Studio, which I don't think is around anymore, but it was such a cool spot um, in the Flatiron District in New York City. 
And that just started everything. I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the people that were coming in. I just knew that I had found my people. And it just started this journey of curiosity for me. And I just, that was my whole, whole basis of my deepest healing. So that was, how long ago was that? I guess that was seven or eight years ago that I really started to take it seriously. All right, next question that came in. Do you have any rituals for shedding an old self? And how do you suggest going through that process of shedding an old identity? All right. So this is really one of those times where I would prioritize safety first and foremost, focusing on the root chakra, making sure that your energy is as grounded as possible. Because when we're going through these these different ebbs and flows and iterations of self, it can feel too easy to get lost in between these different identities and have have trouble kind of identifying who we are and and what's going on and it can it can lead to the sense of feeling really lost so that's why i always say focus on the root chakra here focus on really nurturing yourself doing yoga that's really slow a lot of hip openers in that way and also focus on bringing in consistency this is where you know mantra and kirtan and chanting can be really beautiful practices it's almost like an internal kind of shamanic drumming Again, it relates to getting grounded, but it's really about anchoring in and, and having this repetition, something to bring our energy right into the present moment. Because when we're shifting identities and we're growing out of comfort zones, we can be very much in our head space. So really coming back into the body. And this is also a great time to journal every day, right? This has been the most potent practice for me is journaling every day. Um, I always do five things that I'm grateful for, really simple, five I am statements, and then I do future self scripting. So I write down like it's already happened, what is coming in, what I'm manifesting, what I'm calling in, like it's already happened. A great episode to listen to for more information around that is the one with Marley Rose Harris. She has a great morning ritual for, for you that could be very helpful um, but yeah, building consistency as we're going through big transitions. That's why routines, habit formation, that masculine energy that we talked about in this episode as well is really helpful for grounding that. So hopefully that gave you some clarity there. Okay, and the third question that came in, I'm feeling directionless. What should I do about that? Okay, so this is something I just went through with a client the other day. Actually, she was going through the same experience. She's like, I know that I'm not really where I want to be, but I don't know where I'm going. So I simply asked her, I said, what are you Googling? Like, what are you searching naturally? What are you naturally curious in? What are you researching? What do you have fun looking into? Who are you following on Instagram? What are you listening to? You know, following your natural pings. Um, I think you probably have a lot more answers than you think you do just based on what you're naturally curious about. Always following our curiosity and finding, you know, out where that where that leads us, following that breadcrumb trail. Uh, really, uh, on in the same vein, noticing who you look up to, who are you inspired by, and even noticing, ironically, who are you even envious of or jealous of and, and shifting that feeling into inspiration because those people are showing you what is possible um, to be magnetic. Lacey Phillips talks a lot about uh, alchemizing and transmuting uh, the density of jealousy and shaping that into a very expansive feeling. So I would say those are some tools for you to consider as you as you feel like you're directionless, like 
you actually probably have a lot more answers than you give yourself credit for. So start starting to notice what you're naturally looking up and what you're curious about. Okay, my darlings, thank you so much for being here. If you're listening on this Wednesday morning, October 5th, join me this weekend for our full moon circle. Um, I'll leave the link once again in the description below. It's at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST on uh, Sunday, full moon in Aries. I'm so excited to see you in there. We're going to have a great time. And I love you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day or your evening, wherever you are. And I'll talk to you soon.